Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension School, Part 10. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this 10th episode of my Ascension School series. I cannot believe I've done 10 of these already. I feel like I could probably spend many more episodes talking about the things that we discuss on this series, but I may have to end it and start something new because when I get that itch, I just know spirit's drawing me to do something different. Now, speaking of something different, I actually have a really exciting announcement for you. It is time sensitive, but for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know I have our two 22-22 mini sessions coming up. And that is not the new news that I have. That is not the something different that Spirit led me to do. So as I was approaching the two 22-22, I had a friend share some information with me about 222 and the portal. And as you know, these numbers are super significant. This is going to represent a portal, just like we go through the 1111 portal and harness that energy. Those of you who gathered with me on the 1111 portal and on the 1212 portal, those were amazing. I wasn't even planning on doing this, but after speaking with my friend, I knew I had to do a soul family gathering. I knew that I had to bring us together. As many of you who feel drawn, I obviously made it 22 spots. I have 22 spots open and I've decided to do a gathering at 7 p.m. Pacific time on 2:22. I opened that time slot up. I'm going to bring through some amazing channeled information, and I feel very drawn to work with interdimensionals as well as dragon energy. And here's the coolest thing about it. I am actually going to offer to every single person who attends that particular gathering a special personalized light language activation in the form of an MP3 that they can listen to anytime just for participating in that gathering. So it's kind of a package deal. You book the gathering, you get this personalized activation after you do the gathering. My intention with that activation is to help you integrate the energies that you experience during the 2-22-22 portal, specifically that your physical body will be assisted in integrating those energies. So it's kind of something I love doing. I love being able to create these personalized activations. So if that resonates with you and you would like to join us, I have a special link below that you can click on, hop on and get registered for that gathering. If you've never been to a gathering, wow, they're super, super powerful. In addition, I do have a few spots open for my 222 mini sessions. So don't forget to click on those links down there and I cannot wait to see you on 2-22-22. All right, I do have really awesome information today. We will be talking about the ascension of Mother Earth, the ascension of Gaia, and we're talking about the planetary ascension here. As you know, many of us are on that track. We're on our path and on our journey, and lots of people are talking about the new Earth, how it's come, when it's come, if it's come. In fact, I talk about that, in my most recent Ascension message. So you may want to just look back a few episodes here and you'll see that I published that one. But interestingly enough, I wanted to make sure I took a second and talked about a few other people's opinions regarding the Ascension of Gaia. And of course, as you know, my go-to right now, I'm kind of in this phase and I tend to take out my Sal Rochelle books. This one is Earth Changes and Beyond, Messages from the Founders. The link is below. 
and I pull information from there because it's just a starting point for me. As you know, many of you have lots of different opinions, have read lots of different things about what the new earth is and whether it's here or whether it's coming. And I would love to hear what you have to say or what you've learned just in the comments section of the YouTube video. Or if you want to send me an email, I'm happy to hear from you. So moving right on to Sal Rochelle and what he has to say about the new earth, what it means. So I love his explanations because he kind of takes a big picture and obviously he's channeling, he's channeling the founders, but he kind of takes a step back and gives a, a big picture for it. And so I want to start off with what he talks about there. He says, at this time, your earth is being moved into fourth density status. Now, this was published a while ago, but I believe that this still applies. He continues to say, it is becoming a fourth density world, and after approximately the year 2030 on your timeline, your planet will be officially designated a fourth density world. That resonates with me personally. If that doesn't resonate with you, just take it however you want to, but I do actually feel that way. I feel like we're very subtly moving towards that over these next you know, few years. And then he says, as of 2012, souls who wish to experience Earth are incarnating exclusively into fourth density or higher biological entities. Now you may be asking yourself, what is the difference between a third density and fourth density entity? A third density biological humanoid entity is primarily an animal in human form. The majority of the consciousness of a third density human is animalistic in nature, although the physical human form is a bit more refined than most of the animals on your planet. The consciousness of a third density human is primarily evolving according to the ideas of procreation, survival, competition, instinct, etc. This reminds me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs a little bit. The mind of a third density human is not fully developed, although it can function well enough to create some semblance of civilized behavior. I have to stop right there because I just realized that over the last few years, I've been able to tap into people's energy more where I can read if they're third density or fourth density. A lot of you, I'm sure, are asking, well, what am I? What am I? I just, in January 2022, I did some special sessions where I was reading your cosmic DNA, and then I was also reading what density you're at. And I felt that some there was a difference between your soul density and your physical body density. Most of the people I read were between 3.5 and 4.5. So that was kind of interesting for me to, on just my channeled information, discover. A lot of you who are listening to this are going to be in that same range because you're obviously waking up and your body is shifting. Your body's either shifting from third to fourth or fourth to fifth. In fact, Spirit was kind of funny because Spirit was like, you humans, you're so obsessed with linear thinking. And am I in third or fourth or fifth? And they're like, we don't really work that way. But uh, we will we will give you information as you request it. We can try to define it in your linear terminology. So I thought that was funny. But anyhow, moving on, a fourth density human being is a soul in human form, similar to third density, except the mind is more fully developed. This fourth density human is aware of itself as consciousness, as creative force, and it understands that its consciousness creates its perception of reality. Okay? I want you to think for a second about people in your life who might be at third density. And it just occurred to me that we probably need to cut them a little bit more slack. It's really hard. We can't compare apples to apples, different people in our lives right now. We're in a time of great transition. 
So we sometimes need to lower our expectations of what people are capable of because what we're experiencing is some high density people, some high vibrational people that are already in that fourth 4D. And when we go from that to a third D person that we're having to deal with in our lives, it can be a little rough. So I want you to take your perspective and shift it a little bit, cut them a little bit of slack. No one understand that everybody's on their journey the same. I mean, not, not the same. Everybody's on a different journey and that we all need to honor and respect where people are. Plus, also not comparing that third is any worse than fourth. They tell me that all the time. They say that's duality. There is no better or worse. All of it is just experience. So what does this have to do with the new earth? As you know, that was the topic. The reason why Sal Rochelle is going into this is because he then talks about how earth is also going through this similar transition. Planetary systems also go through this same process. Earth is going through an evolutionary process. So as the outer creation grows, here's a quote, as the outer creation grows and evolves, the density levels of the outer worlds change. Your third density worlds eventually evolve into fourth density worlds. Your fourth density worlds will evolve into fifth density worlds. New third density worlds are being created all the time. Okay, now by third density, in this case, they say, we are including first and second densities as well because you will find that a first density world will eventually evolve planet life and become second density, and in time, a second density world will evolve animal life and become third density, so new planets and solar systems evolve into third density, much as your Earth did many hundreds of millions of years ago. Once a planet evolves into third density, it's capable of receiving human souls. So that, hopefully that makes quite a bit of sense. All right. So of course, as, as we know, with the ascension process for people and individuals, the same is for the earth, as I mentioned in that earlier quote. And earth is moving into fourth density. One of the really interesting things that the book says is that it is a very unique time for earth. There are only a few planets in your galaxy that are going through a similar process at this time. Some of your teachers have suggested that there are 12 such planets in the Milky Way. In reality, there are about 123 that we are aware of going through similar processes to Earth's. When you consider that there are millions of planets with intelligent life in your galaxy, that is a very small number. And so, indeed, what is happening on Earth is very, very special. I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing to point out, something to think about. It's really interesting how specific they are about that number. This is the founders that Sal Rochelle is channeling. All right, I'm going to skip forward in the book, and there's just some different chapters, and I kind of just pick and chose what I wanted to say. But then he talks about, uh, they talk about specific changes to our solar system, okay? And they talk about uh, some of the things we'll see on the planet with the sun. I know a lot of you have been... Uh, tapping into the suns and there's three suns and there's the great central sun and there's all kinds of things going on as our galaxy actually moves as it, through its ascension. So they say, we will now detail some of the specific changes you will see on your planet as well as the ongoing changes to your sun and the outer gaseous planets of your solar system. The information we are giving in this section can be easily verified by studying the scientific data gathered by your researchers. While we do not give much credit to your governments in general, they are playing a helpful role in disseminating some of this information. First, we have changes to 
Earth's electromagnetic fields. Please recall that your physical north and south poles are not the same as your electromagnetic north and south poles. The rotation of your Earth, although it has an effect on the electromagnetic fields of your Earth, is completely different from the movement of the polarities. Approximately every 680,000 years, as documented by many of your scientists, the electromagnetic polarities of the Earth reverse themselves. In essence, the north magnetic pole becomes the south magnetic pole, and the south magnetic pole becomes the north magnetic pole. Meanwhile, your Earth continues to rotate as usual with no significant speeding up or slowing down of its rotation. Nor does the rate of tilt of the axis change very much during these electromagnetic shifts. The angle of tilt of the axis is important, however, because of the processional alignment that greatly augments the effects of the galactic shift. Each time the axis aligns with the quasars near the center of the galaxy, the region of space through which the energy bursts are transmitted varies slightly. If you cut the galaxy up into 360 degrees by making a circle around the spiral arms and then divide 360 by approximately 9,000, which is the number of processional alignments during one revolution of the solar system around the central sun of the galaxy, you have the difference in position of the solar system with respect to the central sun between each processional cycle. This partially explains why some of the processional alignments cause a complete pole reversal, while others cause only a small shift in the location of the electromagnetic poles. In the current processional cycle, that peaked on December 21, 2012, the poles shifted significantly but did not reverse themselves completely. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. I know that's a lot. That's a lot. I want you to just surrender a little bit to the information. Know that you can take what you want, glean what you want from this. But as you know, the December 21st, 2012 was very significant. A lot of people thought it was going to be the end of the world, quote unquote, the end of the world, according to the Aztec calendar. And I think I remember that Sal Rochelle said he even predicted some things that didn't happen. And he talked about there not being uh, enough critical mass to make happen what was going to happen. But I also have heard people say, we kind of, we, we, we did hit critical mass enough to just avoid being destroyed completely. So we didn't hit critical mass enough to have the electromagnetic poles switched, but we did not have an Armageddon type situation, which is what a lot of prophets, what quote unquote religious prophets, prophecies channeled would happen at approximately that time. And not just prophets, but people like Sal Rochelle. So you know that you can tap into different timelines and that's what they saw. That's the explanation for why it didn't occur. That's why anytime anybody prophesies anything or tries to see the future, we have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, there is a high probability of things happening. You can predict that, but the others, like just being definitive is very, very difficult. Okay, I want to read one last part because I know a lot of us are like, okay, well, what what's going to happen to the earth? Like, what is it going to feel like? He does talk a little bit about the solar activity. And I know that if you follow a girl in the universe who I also follow, she talks a lot about the solar activity. And he says that the solar activity will reach its peak during the 20-year midpoint of the electromagnetic null zone, which will last from about 2015 to 2035. Okay, that's the time we're in. We're right in the middle of it. And it says, while this will have a little or no effect on the sun, it will cause some effects on Earth. It said, this caused some significant changes to the atmosphere of the Earth. The interaction of the galactic shift 
combined with a processional alignment, even though a complete pole reversal did not happen, nevertheless created an effect much stronger than a normal cycle of partial pole reversal. The saving grace for Earth lies in the fact that the peak of the galactic shift, which is 2025, notice that we're three years away from that, occurs after the peak of the processional alignment, 2012. This is why we anticipate mild to moderate cataclysmic events between now and 2035 instead of severe ones. This is one of the reasons why we see at least one quarter of humanity surviving the earth changes. Now, at this point, I know I've flooded you with a fire hose of information, so I want you to take a deep breath. And of course, if this resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, just put it up on the shelf, think about it later, but I wanna tell you this next paragraph is pretty important. It's gonna resonate with you. Here's what it says. According to our analysis and the analysis of others, the greatest decrease in humanity's numbers will not be from cataclysmic floods, earthquakes, volcanoes, and climate changes, but from the failure of the immune system of the human body, and this will be due to the electromagnetic fluctuations themselves and ultimately the decisions of each soul. Of course, those souls that have elevated their consciousness and cleared their psychological and emotional issues will have a much easier time dealing with the electromagnetic fluctuations. To say this another way, the planet is increasing her vibration faster than the third density humans are increasing their vibration. As the gap between Earth's vibration and the vibration of third density souls increases, it will become harder and harder for such souls to remain in embodiment on the earth. That right there, this was written in 2012, or right after 2012. I'd have to look, it might be 2015. But anyway, it was a while ago. I feel that is why I am led to do so much soul integration right now and to use the modality of multidimensional soul integration because when I do it, my intention is to bring in additional soul aspects to help raise the vibration of the person. And that's why a lot of you feel stuck because what's happening is you're shifting, you're shifting and you're trying to deal with all these changes, but your physical body is having a hard time keeping up. A lot of people don't know this. I have mentioned it, but I feel like it doesn't really hit home. I'm going to emphasize it again. When I do the multidimensional soul integration, spirit has told me the majority of the work I do has to do with the physical body of the person. It's not just soul retrieval. It's integrating the vibration into all bodies or aspects or layers of the person I work with, including the physical. You might have had work done before. You might have gone through things that got all the way through to your emotional body. But if it hasn't gone all the way through to your physical body, that's where the struggle occurs in, in integrating these new vibrations of the planet. And that's why people are, are having so much of a hard time transitioning. Okay, so it just, when I read it, it just really impacts me when I read that quote. And I've read it before, but every time I read it, I'm like, oh, it just really hits home. You do not have to do soul integration with JJ, right? You can do it on your own. I'm, I would be honored to be your guide if you feel drawn to do soul integration. Our next soul integration starts on March 1st. Well, it starts on the first Sunday of March. 
If you're interested in joining the cohort, and as I've now created them to be little groups, there are four people in a group, and we, we have group sessions and individual sessions, but what I feel is that we're kind of creating this momentum together and this synergy together because it's hard. It's like hard. I mean, I don't want to say it's hard to create a block, but I'm just telling you the physical body needs as much support as we can give it. And that's my goal for the soul integration is to bring in these soul aspects you have. All of it is a team working together to get this body shifted into 4D with the planet so that we can stay on earth. <laughs> there are lots of ways to do this again. And just intuit what you need to do for your body and for yourself. If you set that intention, I promise you, you'll find the way to get to where you want to be and you'll find a way to get to 4D, which again, they tell me it's all linear and you guys are too linear, but it's easiest for us to understand it that way. I just want to let you know, I'm so grateful that you are here to co-create this message. And I always feel grateful if you've lasted this long. This is a longer episode, but thank you for being here. And if you have to listen to it again, because it's a lot to integrate, I highly recommend you do. There are things in this that you need. If you were drawn to this episode, you might need to repeat it. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out. Leave them in the comments below. I'll try to get to all of them. Again, I'm so grateful that you came to co-create with me. I'm sending you so much love and honoring the divine being that you are.